This is Baseline, a podcast about baseball by people who know nothing about baseball. I'm Kyle. And I'm Andrew. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> and, well, I think we've, there's the, been the conceit that indeed you know a bit about baseball. Tune into episode one to find out uh, more about that. But here mm-hmm. we are in episode two, and we do know a tiny bit about baseball. Right. Um, it's totally fine, though, for you as the listener to know absolutely nothing about baseball. It is unacceptable, though, if you know a lot about baseball. You need to turn the podcast off right now. And No, I'm I kidding. Would, <laughs> I, I would say so, yeah. I mean, what, what I don't want is to have someone mansplain me baseball. Um, so as long as we don't do that, I think that we'll be in we'll be in good shape yeah. uh, going forward. But Andrew, I've got uh, I've got some follow up, which oh. I guess we'll put here at the top of the show. Last last time mm-hmm. we had talked about baseball movies. I still haven't come up with a name for that segment yet. But we'll I'm marinating on it. You know, yeah, we got to think of a good pun. Yeah, you know, I'm, one is uh, out there in the world, just waiting for us to discover it, and we will find it. There's just so many words. I mean, typically when I'm looking, when I'm like searching <laughs> that for is true. a good, there are a lot of words. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, baseline. There's lots of words. Yeah. Uh, it, so, looking at lists of words with relation to baseball was uh, fruitless, I, I guess, in the last week or so. But eventually, we will find. A name for this. If you do have a name suggestion, I'm open to it. That's fine. Movies at baseline.show. Send it in. Um, we'll we'll take your suggestions there. But I've got follow-up. Uh, mm-hmm. I said I would set up a list on Letterboxd, which is like a social movie watching check-in platform. Right. You basically can track what movies you watched and then like rate them and such. Which is pretty cool. Uh, you can write reviews and, and whatnot. Uh, but what you can also do is create public lists. So what I've done is created a public list on Letterboxd of the movies that I thought maybe we could watch for this show. There are a couple on there that maybe uh, basketball is one, which is kind of <laughs> baseball adjacent. But there are ones that are so formative to my childhood when it came to my overall fandom of baseball. Rookie of the year just floated. Just, mm. There's a there's so many quotes and like visual things about the way that my childhood works and the way that I perceive my childhood that is like all about the VHS versions of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I am thoroughly appreciative that the setup on Letterboxd is of like the movie posters, which are so reminiscent of the VHS sort of covers uh, or the the DVD covers, I guess, if you want to go back that Uh, far. But either way, you should go check it out, though. Uh, It'll be in the show notes. And uh, and yeah, uh, if you've got we're going to watch them all by next week. So fire up. We will. It is. (laughs) That's the thing, though. Like, I want to get into this a little bit with you. Mm. Watching things and watching baseball can Mm -hmm. be really expensive. And watching these baseball movies is likely going to be just as expensive. Yeah, renting movies, even very old movies, is is not cheap. Well, it, sometimes they're available. Like I, previous to us starting the recording of this show, uh, I told you about a story where over the weekend I was in a hotel room and watching like the Cinemax or the HBO stations flip by, mm-hmm. and there were a number of the movies actually that I have right, already. You, you were up in list. like the nine hundreds of the channel or whatever. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's the that's is when you're in a hotel in Vegas. 
that's kind of the like uh, yeah that's the not safe zone mm. but uh they they had uh baseball movies if, huh. if you know what i mean so yeah. uh <laughs> which was fine so <laughs> here here i am creating this list on letterboxd for uh baseball movies i'm finding and uh i i just it hit me like there is so there are so many movies out there that there's probably no way I'm going to remember them all. And, and so I, I guess I'm just, I'm relying on you folks to, to send me in your recommendations for your formative baseball movies, or just the, you know what? Give me the movie that made you say like, uh, uh-uh, uh, baseball's not for me. Like maybe that's the, that's yeah, the that one we be. should watch. Yeah. Maybe you watched a, a movie about baseball that was terribly boring and you were like, never again. <laughs> Or one that scared you, like the Sandlot, mm. just that big, that big old mad dog, mm-hmm. just so angry and yeah, yeah. But, uh, it can get expensive, and mm. um, we're gonna we're gonna have to figure something out about on how to how to manage that uh, because I'm not gonna go to Sweden every time I want to watch a baseball movie, nor. Am I going to start like a full-blown CBS interactive uh, subscription every month or a Hulu subscription just to watch one of these titles? Um, I I would go yeah, so far as we'll to probably, to uh, yeah, it'll it'll happen one way or the Well, maybe we'll take donations. Maybe we can take like a uh, uh, like instead of a Patreon, you can <laughs> you can just uh, donate us a movie. Donate donate us your old DVDs or VHSs. I'd be all for that. Uh, the thing that I think is going to cost us the most before we get to get into today's actual topic mm. is watching baseball on TV. Now, uh, I'm wondering, and mm-hmm. I don't know if this is true yet, but I'm wondering if this would be a breach of terms of service, mm. uh, which is not a great way to preface this this whole thing. <laughs> but uh, MLB at bat mm-hmm. is the way that you can watch it's any their, team. It's their platform. It is indeed their platform. You can watch any team in uh, in market as long as they're not, I guess, in your area or playing someone that is in your area. Uh, right. You uh, can watch some games. It, they get blacked out. You yeah. you do get blacked out quite a bit. Um, or you can watch you know a team that's not from your home market, which is typically what it's used for. So for me, being down in L.A., watching the San Francisco Giants is, is mainly my thing. And, and I'm, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, that's my team. Mm. Um but I'm wondering mm-hmm. if we would be able to sort of share an account between you and me and watch two different games at the same time. Hmm. Because if we split Right, it, do they allow simultaneous viewing? That's a good question. Of two different teams. And I, I am pretty curious to, to find out. I think it would be worth our time and effort to find out if it works that way mm-hmm. um, because if if both of us are in the market for that this season that seems like a much better way to do it but um, I think yeah. it is all also very dependent on where your team is based I'm putting in big quotations your team because yeah. your ownership stake over the <laughs> in, insert insert the name of the team that Andrew chooses here is uh, is is pretty large right you you have you have a stake in, I do in whatever I, team that is right. I, I am a uh, on the board or right. whatever <laughs> uh, on the field on the you're on you're on, on the, the batter's yes. box the, the baseball you're, you're, court. Yes, that's right. Kangaroo court actually. I think they is call the, it the pitch. 
We'll find out, I guess, if that's... I mean, yeah. we, we're going to have to wait until... Well, you know, no spoilers, but my team is is not geographically close to my current Ooh. home location. Okay, so this... Okay, that that is a that is a wonderful consideration for for this maybe potentially working in our uh, to our advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very okay. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. This is very good. Um, let's get into it then. Let's just straight away uh, hit me with your team because I'm I'm wondering how how did you come to this decision? Um, have <laughs> have you made the decision? You know, it, where are we in this search? That's a good question. Well, I've been doing auditions um, on the weekends. Mm. No. Um, so my team is the Cincinnati Reds, and that's because I grew up in Cincinnati. Um, and Which I guess if you hadn't grokked from the last episode, uh, it, I don't know. Maybe you didn't listen, but it did. I guess we did kind of spoil it quite a bit. We in might the last have. episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm making it official now. I am saying that they are my team. Now, did you feel pressure to choose a team, or is this is this something that you had in the back of your mind for a long time? Where'd this come from? Uh, so um, I believe that um, unless your parents raise you to root for another team, like from birth, then you should root for the team of your hometown. Um, and this As was a general rule. Yes. Um, okay. So I, I think of an example, this is football related, but still. So I had a friend in high school, you know, we both grew up in Cincinnati and one day he decided that he was now an Atlanta Falcons fan. And, um, I said, that's not how that works. Like you can't just switch your allegiance like that. Like, I mean, I went to Ohio state. I can't just decide that suddenly I'm a Michigan state fan. Like that's not how that works. Okay. Yep. That's okay. my opinion, I guess. That I'm staking my my flag in the ground on this one. Yeah, I understand. I understand that being a, a good premise for for something. I think the the question becomes then like, let's say you moved around a lot, right? Or you um you grew up in a market that did not have a team. Mm-hmm. Um, you or you grew up in a market where a team was then transplanted there. Maybe like a good example Ooh, is Colorado, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Like the Colorado Rockies show up mid nineties or Baltimore and, you, and you're, yeah, you're like, wait a second. Like this is not, I guess like I, my family for 30 years has been, um, whatever Texas, uh, you know, Houston Astro fans. Mm-hmm. And now there's a team local. Do, do I like split allegiances? Do does my family now pivot just because we live in an area or do I need to spend, I don't know, a majority of time, take it five years out of the three years my family has kept moving around, that five years can equal wherever the the major market team is uh, and, and would be the team that I root for. I don't know. There's, there is a lot to like unpack, you know, kind of just shove into like who, who your team is going to be. For me, I grew up in a market that had two teams and... Some See, that's interesting. Them. So you had a decision, I guess, or you know, um, you, you could pick, you could pick amongst them, right? You could, yeah, yeah. And and I think the 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 thing is, this can also be rooted in very uh, 
deeply seated class issues Mm. and also like race issues, I would say. I think that's true, right? Because some people have, you know, between like the New York teams, both baseball and football, there's one that's seen as kind of working class versus, you know, middle or upper class. The Yankees and the Mets. Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And that's the way it was in the San Francisco Bay Area between the Giants and the A's. And it still is. I mean, you get the premium seats in the premium stadium with your San Francisco Giants, and you get the Oakland Coliseum with with your yeah. A's. And it's, I just want to put it out here. This is perhaps the sort of a segment of Andrew's random opinions. Um, Oakland Athletics is not a very good team name. It seems kind of tautological to me. They might as well call themselves like the Oakland Ball Team. There, uh, yes, un- understood. I, I understand that. There, I think what <laughs> happened was they came from Philadelphia, and there's probably a so it's Philadelphia's for, fault. Yes, everything is Philadelphia's fault. Uh, this but, is true, but it, it probably came from that area where the name has some sort of meaning. Hopefully, mm. uh, in in that area, and then once <laughs> the Pacific Coast League. Uh, got drummed up, and then they that team moved over to Oakland. Uh, they, I don't know, they took they took that team name with them because in the Pacific Coast League there were teams like in Oakland and in San Francisco that had different names, um, and they were more about that area. You know, it, it's <sighs> Giants don't really mean anything in San Francisco. Athletics don't mean anything in Oakland. They were just team names that were applied to the franchises as they moved out West. Um, That whole time though, I think is what solidified which groups in the Bay area would root for which teams. And I assume that that also happened um, for my family in that they came from like sort of the Sunnyvale slash Sacramento slash, you know, just kind of like, moving around different pockets of Northern California mm. and based on the radio signal that was available in those areas, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. Um, like I mentioned in, in episode one, KMBR 68 was the station that you would listen to for the San Francisco Giants. And I believe uh, KSFO was also one, but it it was like the strongest signaled AM station in the area, you could get it 200 miles away. You can get it all the way in Hawaii these days. And that <laughs> is just, that is how wide-reaching that team has become. And you can't get the Oakland A's signal out in Hawaii. So yeah. there is there is definitely like both a physical, I guess, if you want to call the, the transmission of uh, radio waves physical, uh, reason for it and also like that whole class structure thing which I think is a lot more deeply seated and mm-hmm. is not a, a question that I'm equipped to answer <laughs> but is is for sure a, we, a kind of a weird outlier when you're trying to decide like which team in a market in a major market that has two which one you're going to go for right but it's interesting that you bring up the radio thing because um, you know what else you can get in Hawaii is 700 WLW which is the big station in Cincinnati. It's really one of the most powerful AM radio stations in the United States. They broadcast <laughs> the maximum power. So, so I, I should have been a Reds fan. Is what uh, you're well, probably. Yeah. But, um, 
you know, uh, growing up in Cincinnati, my parents listened to talk radio, so we would listen to WLW, and quite frequently, you know, in the afternoons, there would be a baseball game on, and so I would mm-hmm. hear the Reds games um, on the radio, and that's mostly how I came to know the Reds. We didn't watch them on TV very much, um, more just caught bits and pieces of the game as we were driving around, and um, that's just how I sort of became acquainted with the Reds, and then, you know, Growing up in Cincinnati, too, uh, doing things like field trips to the um, stadium to watch games or things like that. I, mm-hmm. I'm i not sure exactly how many baseball games I've been to at the current and previous stadiums, but it's at least a handful. And that's, yeah, so, you know, they've, I guess the Reds have always kind of been my team. Um, and even when I moved away, so I, I currently live in southeast Michigan, so it might seem like I should root for the Tigers, that would be, I guess, easier in terms of geographic proximity than that I can go and watch a game in person, but it's just not, wasn't ever really something I considered because it's just, um, you know, they're not my hometown team, I guess, and I don't really feel a need to adopt a different team than the one I grew up with, you know. I guess um, it might be tempting to adopt you know, a team that's really good and say, oh, I'm going to root for them now. But I feel that that's just kind of dishonest. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll stick with the Reds, even though they're not very good. <laughs> well, and that's, I mean, that is the case in baseball all the time. I think this is less the case in other sports like basketball and football, where you have these dynasties that have lasted almost 20 years. Um, I in Baseball, every season is an up and down. Um, and it may not have seemed that way for teams like the San Francisco Giants who won three in five years, but in won three, uh, world series <laughs> titles, I guess, trophies, whatever, whatever you want to call it <laughs> in, in, in five years, but, or Yankees back in the early two thousands where the Yankees were the, you know, the team mm-hmm. to beat, you know, the one that I remember viscerally is the Cardinals. Okay. We're good over, there for, over the last for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like they had Mark McGuire. That was, I guess the. For some reason, that particular period of baseball is perhaps the most recent time that I, like, paid much attention to it and can remember it. During the the whole uh, home run escapades mm-hmm. where the folks were chasing records and things like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it. I mean, it became part of the cultural zeitgeist. It was It was just a part of everyday culture. The Big Mac, right? You, you eat McDonald's and so you like baseball. Like it, mm-hmm. it was very much a part of regular culture. But yeah. So what I'm wondering um, with regards to, especially you being in Michigan now, mm-hmm. uh, is does it, do you have any sort of desire to be a part of the other team, right? Like going to a game let's say at Tiger Stadium and being on the other side, being able to root for not the home team, does that have anything to do with you kind of like solidifying a pick for, if you would, for the Reds? Um, I don't know. I haven't thought about it that much. Um, I guess I don't know how comfortable I would feel going to like Tiger Stadium in Reds gear. Or whatever, because um, I, I don't know what the atmosphere of the stadium is, or whatever, or what um, their long-standing beef is, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I was just curious, mostly because um, 
taking the contrarian views sometimes for a team that you've heard a lot of. Uh, mm. Tigers, maybe not so, but like uh, with, yeah. with your mention of like the Cardinals or a team like that, where right? Like, or the Yankees, and yeah. or they or exactly like ah, no, I'm going to be a Mets fan because the uh, yeah. like I'm just I'm blown out on the Yankees. I don't need that anymore, right? Um, it, or like a Red Sox fan just because of rivalry. Sure, yes, yes, and and I sometimes that can fuel folks uh, or trying to buck against like the Golden State Warriors are probably a, a modern example in basketball where mm. they became the ultimate bandwagon team. They mm. could not mm-hmm. lose. They were a, completely unbeatable. This is obviously a, a basketball reference on a baseball podcast, but the the point being like you you're trying to uh, you're tr- you're trying to just be contrarian for the fact of being contrarian and right. it doesn't always it doesn't always work out how yeah. you want it to long term uh because that 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 type of pick does not always f- you know bring out joy when you're watching games or you may not like the overall culture of the way that the game is described from that particular uh whatever the, the television broadcast or the radio broadcast or whatever so we talked briefly about last episode about your knowledge, I guess, of like Reds Radio and, mm-hmm. and those guys over there. Is there anything about um, other parts of the Reds culture, if you would, that continues to like pull you into their fan base or being um, being a fan of of that team? Um. Things like on TV or their branding or like uh, any other part of of sort of the the team's aesthetic, if you would. Hmm. Uh, I guess I'm not um, super connected with with the team at this point. Um, so you feel a little disconnected from maybe where they are uh, modern right now yeah i'm a days. little you know i feel a little behind i guess you know the last time that i okay um was adjacent to them was a almost a decade ago so i'm sure things have moved along <laughs> uh would would do you think you would bounce off really hard if you listened to a game on the radio today and things were not exactly as you remember them um no i you know i think i would be surprised by how similar they probably are hmm. even if there were you know many 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 differences right well the names are obviously going to be all different but they sure. they always yeah. seemed different whenever <laughs> i tuned in so i i guess what i'm what i'm asking is more like uh for me tuning into a new radio station and mlb.tv or mlb at bat is a good example of this where i can bounce between different games all the time mm. who are they playing you know i'll listen to the rest broadcast or i'll listen to the marlins broadcast or whatever and i'll tune in and the the way that they come back from a commercial break is different on every single station you listen to. Hmm. The um, the way that I think it should be done, because this is how the San Francisco <laughs> Giants have done it for the last 45 years or whatever, is you end the commercial and the crowd fades back up and that's it. There's no music. There's no rejoin bumper. There's no stinger. There's nothing. You hear a little bit of the crowd noise, and then the commentator comes in. You know, I, I think that's how the Reds typically did it, too, to my memory. So you flip over to the Yankees broadcast, and it's like, <laughs> like the latest dubstep track <laughs> coming <laughs> off. 
<laughs> yeah. The, the latest track from like a top 40 hit coming back from a commercial break and the baseball commentator talking over the top of it like they're a radio DJ and mm-hmm. it's disgusting. Yeah. It, it it has this this vibe to it that is just so disconnected from my understanding of the way that baseball should sound that I bounce so hard off it. I'm like, forget the Yankees, forget like all of these other radio broadcasts. I need my Giants back. Like I need, I need that like clean sound. Um, and I feel so bad about it, but I, I would be really fearful that something, let's say I hadn't chosen a team yet. Um, the, you know, the one that I have in my mind not being the same as I remember it would just uh, drive me nuts. Yeah, and I guess that is a consideration I have to make because, you know, when I listened, it was Marty Brenneman and Joe Nuxall, and Joe Nuxall's not around anymore, and Marty Brenneman has announced that he's retiring soon, so that um, play-by-play announcer team is uh, not around anymore. Things are moving on, so that probably will be different because I can think of, you know, not just transitioning out of commercial, but transfer transitioning to a commercial. I can think of how Marty Brenneman did that, that it was just kind of a fluid, smooth. He would go from calling the game to just saying, and now we're going to pause for station identification and these messages and then right into the commercials. Right. And that was, <laughs> it was just, you know, it was, it, it was so tight. So much of that becomes, Muscle memory, right? Right. And and baseball, I think, when you're playing it, is also all about muscle memory. The the reason why um, folks have a particular wind-up, they uh, stand in the batter's box a certain way, they do a thing after they throw a pitch, um, they tap their shoe. Like, all, all of baseball is this muscle memory. Mm-hmm. And I it's think... It's kind of a ritual. It is a ritual. And I think yeah. the the experience that we have with it as viewers and fans and and listeners and whatnot also revolves around ritual. It happens typically at the same time of day all the time. You go to the same place to watch it or listen to it. You expect at a certain level things to be consistent from one game to another, at least one season to another or one team to another. Um, and when when those things are not consistent, it does kind of make you uneasy. Um, but I guess long term, you do eventually adapt. And likely for me, it's been a little while actually since I've been a part of like a regular watching ritual or watching cadence mm-hmm. of the San Francisco Giants games. And so I'm I'm kind of interested to get back into it. <laughs> I'm I'm thoroughly worrisome that JT Snow is back, uh, former first baseman for your San Francisco Giants, early or late oh sorry late '90s early aughts. He's an oak. Uh, he's fine as a color commentator, <laughs> but get him out of the radio booth. That voice, mm-hmm. I just can't. I just can't with it. Um, but I, I'm worrisome that ye oldie crew that I'm used to is gone, right? And not gone, but like it, on their way out. And it's not going to be what I remember. And so there, there's going to be this adjustment period where I'm trying to get used to it and trying to, I don't know, find something to like latch onto and find something that that makes me feel like, okay, 
coming back to it. He said this thing like he said before or his home run call or whatever. Uh, something to kind of anchor myself on and come back to. And something that I enjoy long term. But we'll see. Um, this is... Uh, this... I'm I'm wondering where where do we go from here, right? Do you, I don't want you to like go out and grab an all weather jersey and <laughs> a hat and and stuff to to make it so that you're like yeah yeah no I'm a number one I got the foam finger and I got the I have the pennant and I have I have everything else but um do do you sort of have a plan as to like how you want to start following the Reds? Do you want to learn players' names? I know we kind of touched briefly on that last episode. Do you want to, I don't know, learn the coaching staff first? Do you want to know who the players are now and see who they're going through during spring training? Do you want to wait and not go through spring training yet? Uh, Because, you know, folks are going to be in flux. Do you have a plan? Mm. I don't really have a, a plan in mind. I, I thought probably, you know, our timing for starting this podcast does sort of coincide with shortly before spring training. So it makes sense to kind of um, pick things up there. And in the same sense that spring training is training for um, the players, it, it might also be training for me and that I can kind of get up to speed. Um, and, That's fair. You know, yeah. learn who's who. I, I think I care mostly about the players. I'm not sure I really give that much of a crap about who the coaching staff is, but, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll get there. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think a good place to start is taking a look, let's say at the schedule, the upcoming Mm -hmm. schedule and trying to find like uh, the first time that you'll be able to sit down and I don't know, like dedicate a little bit of time to absorbing a game. The problem with spring training though, is that, not all the games are televised. I mean, very rarely are any of the games televised, mm-hmm. but also they're usually not on the radio. Um, and so for most of this, I have a feeling you'll probably have to go to whatever the Cincinnati Reds website is, listen to it there, mm-hmm. uh, either at a computer or uh, through the MLB at Pat app. Um, let's see. So starting out on Saturday, the 23rd of February, that seems to be the uh, first spring training game. That'll be against the Cleveland Indians. Hmm. Um, I see 12 05 start. Uh, and then most of spring training also ends up being sort of middle of the day for you. So you're looking at, let's see, one, two, three, six. I mean, there are, there are quite, quite a lot of spring training games. It goes all the way to the 28th. The 28th is going to be the first game that they kick off with the Pirates uh, for regular season. Mm-hmm. So all, well, all this those is perfect games, too, because this is the 150th anniversary of the Reds this season. <laughs> yeah, that's some history. I yeah. mean, that's, that is, that's a lot. That's a lot to take a in. long time. It is a long time, but also I don't, I don't think it's that important for you to get hung up on, on the history of, of the Reds organization necessarily. There is definitely a lot. You know, I like, know more you, about that than you probably realize. <laughs> uh, well, and you probably you probably know way more about that than I ever would. So right. I I think there there is a bit of local flavor. I think that we're gonna have to get over at, right with regards to describing baseball, uh, or describing our teams, or describing um, you know what 
what we are experiencing in both of our regions of of the country watching this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also like the news, right? Like generalized MLB news when you're trying to absorb that from anywhere or being a follower of a team. Like I don't care what such and such pitcher designated for assignment, you know, three hours ago on MLB trade rumors like that. Right. That super- so, so this is interesting. So um, one of the things I did bef- shortly before we started the podcast is I went and found two um, blogs about the Reds and I added them to my RSS reader and I took them out because it's not useful. It's a bunch of information about trades and stuff. And like, I, I can't, I don't know what it all means. <laughs> yeah. So like it, it requires, moment, it requires so much um, prior knowledge from me that I just don't have right now. Y- yes. Well, and, and I think there, there are certain things in the news you can probably uh, keep an eye out for and probably archive the rest, you know, keep an eye out on, uh, starting rotate or starting rotations and starting lineups, right? Coming up after spring training and seeing like, okay, it looks like this person got the left fielder spot. It looks like this person got the second rotation spot. Usually, um, they will also do things like announce the starter for uh, opening day, uh, somewhere near the middle of the spring training uh, season or schedule. Um, so there, there are like there are nuggets of news that are probably useful for deciding whether or not you're going to watch opening day. You're going to watch the second one. You're going to whatever you want to do with your time, right? Mm-hmm. You're trying to make better decisions in terms of the um, entertainment of baseball and saying like, okay, this is a night game, easy to like go home after work, grab a beer, sit down, watch watch this game. That you can do. Showing up on a Tuesday where they're playing a 105 start against the Marlins like you like <laughs> you will not probably tune into that one and that mm-hmm. one you'll just catch up later and read the scores or whatever. Right. I I think that is kind of a benefit of um choosing to be a baseball fan versus something else is there are so many games that it is impossible to watch them all so I don't have to feel bad about missing some <laughs> whereas I might hit. with like football or something, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're not dedicating a day to this, which is kind of kind of the nice part. There are also, I mean, you can do like the top ten plays sort of uh, thing, ESPN style, like just show me the good stuff that happens. Sports Center. Yeah, you can do that. I mean, and that that is usually a fine way to experience uh, a baseball game, but you lose a lot of the intricacies and the decision making and the strategy involved and so you won't necessarily learn a lot about the game uh during those times but you will sort of get the context of the red season in general um some of the stuff though about like top stories you were mentioning things about like trades and and whatnot this is a time of the season called the hot stove league Mm. where uh some players are playing they were playing in the Arizona Fall League which is a continuation it happens like the week after regular baseball ends there is the Arizona Fall League and players just keep playing baseball they just don't stop hmm. and during that time there will be some trades there's going to be you know rumors of trades things like that one of the biggest moves i would say that you should pay attention to is that uh, the Dodgers own Yasiel Puig 
is now probably the starting right fielder for your Cincinnati Reds, hmm. uh, who is probably going to be a name you hear a lot. He's got a lot. I of, do recognize the name just because I've heard it before. You know, lots. Of, well, and and they were in the World Series right recently. The mm. the Los Angeles Dodgers. So, um, it, an intriguing player to say the least. Uh, d- defensively, uh pretty great he hits incredibly well he look he likes to lick his bat it's a whole thing so i uh, just keep an keep an eye out uh for some interesting stories maybe i i don't know about uh, man i i i i'm so reluctant to say like resubscribe to those rss feeds because i know you probably just got inundated with you know 10 recent stories of like reds officially signed this person and reds you know sign this pitcher um yeah MLB commissioner <laughs> yeah it's a it's a lot uh google google top stories i'm i'm just kind of scrolling through them now mm-hmm. it's a it's an okay view at mm-hmm. that but you're not going to you're not going to want like show me the mlb prospects for the cincinnati reds right now show me the farm league show me the like those types of things i think get way too deep in the weeds of yeah who's who's going to show up in 4 years or who's going to be get traded for the top prospects and just not be a name that you see ever again. That's the kind of stuff that you don't need to pay attention to right now. So in terms of like top stories, I, I don't know, maybe search when you want to search, but don't like always keep an eye out on it, I guess. It right. would be my recommendation. Um, You could also, I guess, give them a follow on Twitter. I, I don't, you're, I know you're not really on Twitter that much anymore, <laughs> but at Reds is their uh, their Twitter handle. You could, I guess, I don't know. The social media for baseball is a whole other thing that I I probably followed early days of the San Francisco Giants. I just can't anymore. It's like you're you're giving me the birthday of someone who made the final out in the 1990 World Series. Uh, I just that's not information I care about. <laughs> Right. <laughs> as a casual fan, like I'm probably not going to care much about that. But it as you like continue to watch for years and years and years, uh and you quote unquote pass it on to to any offspring that you might have, like that's the kind of stuff where you're like, Oh yeah, no, I remember. I remember this player. Um, let's see. No Twitter. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put Twitter in the garbage. Uh let's see. What else about your team? Are you going to go see any games? Are you are you kind of planning on any like okay, you know, you want to get out to at least one game this season to see your team since you're not really in the area? Is that something you have interest in? I've thought about it. I haven't made any concrete plans, but it's something that I would be up for. I'd have to look at the schedule and see if they um you know, we'll be playing up here at some point, or what, rather when that is, um, or try and see if there's, you know, a time when I'm going to be back, you know, in Cincinnati that maybe I could go see a game or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I would like to go see a baseball game again because um, it's fun and interesting. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... I... I would love to get out to spring training and, and maybe see a game. Um, 
they're a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to a, go to Arizona, a, but it's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, the, the thing is, though, with, like, trying to decide what game to go watch in person, mm-hmm. um, you there's so much to consider, and maybe that needs to be its own episode where, like, trying to decide where to sit to maximize both your enjoyment of, of it, uh, not getting just doused in peanuts uh, and beer is is also ideal <laughs> and not spending hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah not spending a whole boatload of money but also being able to see the game like right. there's there's a lot about choosing a seat i think that is important and also the food right you i mean you you want good food you want to be able to step oh, yeah. up wherever or down or wherever and wherever you are mm-hmm. and go grab like a, do- a dog and a beer mm-hmm hmm I think I have a milestone for us. Uh, mm. Just briefly searching mm. through the Cincinnati Reds uh, schedule here mm-hmm. for spring training. Mm-hmm. Uh, my San Francisco Giants are playing your Cincinnati Reds the 26th of February at 12.05 p.m. That's uh, a... <clears throat> uh, yeah, so it's it's going to be middle of the day, I guess, on a Tuesday, which isn't great. But... I I think this might be like the first game where maybe if there's a radio call for it, like we could come back to this game in particular mm-hmm. and and listen back to your team playing my team um and and sort of like dissect how that went yeah. um and and what what of these I might actually be able to listen to that because that is um in the late afternoon for me. So Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. And you work from home, so it's whatever. <laughs> Actually, you know, the funny part is that week, we have to talk about this offline, but that week I'm going to be uh, traveling for mm. work and mm. li- likely will be in your time zone. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be a that'll be a late game for me, too. Mm. But the... Oh, it's man. all coming together. It's all coming together. I'm tenting my fingers like an evil villain. <laughs> what I did last season, though, was uh, in preparation for an idea I had uh, sort of offhandedly. Um, I recorded a an entire spring training game on, from the San Francisco Giants on sfgiants.com uh, and would every month or so just go back and, and re-listen to that game that I had recorded. Uh hmm through I, f- I forget what app it was it was probably some mixture of audio hijack and, and some other program mm-hmm. but i was able to have it pull up the schedule and automatically start recording from a url at a particular time record for three hours it didn't finish the whole game because baseball takes forever but i was able to go back and listen to some of the parts of the game and use it almost like a dvr Hmm. That then got uploaded to an RSS feed uh, in a in a Dropbox folder and with some magic, and then I slurped it up into what at the time was Pocket Casts, so I could do Smart Speed on it. Mm-hmm. I ha- I hacked a baseball game to make it sound like a podcast, <laughs> and it ruined the experience for me. Hmm. Um, it, at least in the podcast player, it was fine when I was listening on the computer a few times, but. In a, in a podcast player and through an RSS feed. Oh my gosh. It it was just, it was not what I expected. Um, smart, smart speed with a home run call is dumb. And it's gone. A home run. 
like just just that you just slap the words like right next to each other, right? And there's no gravitas at all mm-hmm. uh, with them. So it takes all the dramatic, you know, uh, tension uh, out of it. Yes, it definitely does. So I don't recommend that uh, for this year, at least. Um, but I do think that this is maybe a good milestone for us to to come back to. I, maybe I will find a way to record this and like experience it later because I don't know if I'll be able to experience it live. But mm-hmm. uh, Tuesday, the twenty sixth at twelve oh five p.m. Pacific, which is my time zone at the moment. Um, we'll come back to that one. See see how it went. Maybe we can just like look at some stats too. If if for some reason both of us can't catch that game, we can just kind of I don't know roll it back and look at the yeah. stats. Uh, but was there anything else that maybe you wanted to talk about with regards to uh, choosing your team or next steps on uh, becoming more of a Reds fan? Not anything that I can think of offhand. I think I'm I'm just I'm really excited for you to go deep on one team. I I do recommend that it go this way. I would not have said like, hey, just y- yeah, you know, I, be an MLB fan. I think it's a lot easier than like trying to sample a bunch of different teams or whatever. Well, or yeah, just choosing choosing one and sticking with it. Right. I think is fine to do for a season. Maybe you can change it up next year if if this doesn't work out. But <laughs> but the fact that you actually had a reason for, you know, why you wanted to go this way and a reason for Saying like, hey, this is my hometown, my home yeah, team. You know, right. I don't know if it's a, a thoughtful reason, but it's a reason. <laughs> and and that's the that's, that's all you need. You don't you don't really need any any other reason. I mean, folks have yeah, decided well, I mean, on, on know, teams for Yeah. I, I think if you asked anybody why they like a particular team, they would probably be like, uh I grew up with them. There might be a handful of people who are like, Oh, I you know, I put everyone's stats into a spreadsheet and picked the one, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that that for the last 15 and a half years was the top. And right. so, yeah, that's... Assigned each of them a probability of success. I don't want to have to spreadsheet a team to figure it out. I no, think it's... No. It, just feel it, you know? Feel it. And mm-hmm. if you're, I guess, listener trying to figure out what team uh, you should choose i don't know it's i feel like this is almost a roulette situation like you yeah. could probably create a buzzfeed quiz for this where <laughs> which you're baseball like, team are you <laughs> that's gotta be that's a thing right oh, a quick thing. google search oh. um well okay so let's let's see let's i guess wrap up this episode by saying um i wish you the best i don't know what the mlb projections are for your particular team. I know for mine, they're not great. Um, yeah, I'm, I I'm, guess they're not great for mine either. Yeah, and, uh, I, I think we probably have some some uh, winning sauce, if you would, mm. for for the San Francisco Giants. And then you you guys have a, a few acquisitions you've made over the mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the off season in the mm-hmm. hot stove league. That stove is now lukewarm, I suppose. Yeah. But it's, it's cool enough, you know. Yeah, it's cooling off. It's the spring. You're you're coming up. It'll be fine. Uh, but we'll see. I guess how the team does. You know, they always use that as a pun. I realized for the Reds because they would call it the Reds Hot Stove League. Aha! Aha! So now, now, now. In it, fact, it I didn't sense. realize until basically just now that the Hot Stove League was a thing that applied to all of baseball. I right. thought it was just a Reds thing because they were like, hey, "We're funny." <laughs> The Red uh, Hot it, Stove League. Do you get it? 
like I guess it would be the giant hot stove league for for us. That's pretty good too. Like a real, like a real big one, like a big stove. I don't know. Either either way, um, I I think for our next episode, we're probably going to have to you know really crank up the heat in this Mm. stove and Mm. uh, start to look a little bit more closely at spring training and Mm -hmm. uh, and prepping for that. Um, we should probably also talk about uh, MLB at bat a little bit more mm-hmm. in that service, get that set up and and split between us, mm-hmm. split her down the middle. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and obviously, if you've got any topics that you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, I know we've had a few Or any kind requests, of feedback. Or any feedback, honestly. You can send that over to topics at baseline.com. Dot show. We'd, of course, love to hear your topic suggestions and any other feedback that you've got for us. Yep, and uh, you can also head over to goodstuff.fm and check out some of the other great shows. Um, shows such as Show Me Your Mic, which Kyle is also on, in which he shows you his mic. I, did I think that's on the, the premise video. of the show, right? I haven't I haven't tuned in. It It's six seconds long, and okay, all I it's do a vine. is... It's a vine, it's, is it? It's a vine. <laughs> We're back, and it's just it's just me showing showing you the mic, yeah. the one I have, the one I'm talking into right now. I actually did get a brand new cover for it. I the my the start of my podcasting career, mm-hmm. I had the same windscreen on my Shure SM7B, and I just last week changed it out for a brand new one. So, what's if, if, how often are you supposed to replace those things? Probably more often than a toothbrush. More often than you have. <laughs> yeah. So here, here I am. Uh, that's why I get the flu every year. Right. But that thing goes in the biohazardous waste when you're done with it. It probably should have. Um, but I'm I'm on a nice I'm on a nice clean one. I don't know. I had like a like you know one of those superstitious uh, feelings. Like I had a baseball feeling about it, and I didn't. I just I didn't want to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm on a I'm on a freshie. So. This uh, this show, you know, it's fresh bringing all mic. sorts of fresh hot heat, mic, hot hot stove mic league, uh, <laughs> coming coming at you, the hot s- mic v- league, very very soon, and uh, and so yeah, well, stay tuned for our next episode. Mm-hmm. Keep it right here. This this is baseline. Don't touch that dial. And that's the ball game. Baseline, 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 baseline. Broadcast, retransmission, or account of this game without the express written consent of goodstuff.fm is prohibited.